Hey, this is Cameron Parker. You're listening to the Unbelievable Podcast. There were several groups. One of the principal ones was the reptilians from the Iran complex. Without any exaggeration, it was like being on fire inside. Rats were eating you up inside. This stuff was in my mouth. It felt like it was 500 years. It was unbelievably hot. My first question would be, were you a member of the Church of Satan, a card-carrying member of the Church of Satan? I don't understand. There's always an argument for everything. Just because um, somebody can fake something doesn't necessarily found a lifeline. And that's when I started shitting my pants. So for the person who called, um, I am carrying an alien. An alien, alien baby, and we covered yeah. right here, okay? <laughs> okay. Something is happening. What is it? That's the question. So do UFOs exist? It depends on what you mean, exist. Lakes, large bodies of landlocked water that are usually associated with freshwater fishing, water skiing, and disposing those pesky dead bodies. But there is, unseen by most, an underworld, a dark side to these normally innocent pools of wetness that involve some of the scariest of all the cryptid beings, monsters. Tonight, the Unbelievers Podcast reopens a square circle of battle, this time traveling to one of the wettest places on land, the lakes. What is stalking the tidal island of Omi in Ireland? Do the lakes of Utah hide an ancient dinosaur fish that is threatening our 22-year-old hotties? And why are these wildly different lake monsters engaging in mortal com- com- conflict? We'll find out now as we host this all-new Lake Monster Mash and Bash. Right here in the program, we continue to learn to unlearn everything you know. Hello and welcome to the Unbelievers Podcast. I'm your host, Russ Ryan. And joining me as always is my co-host, Drea Mora. Hello, Drea. Hey, what's up? And returning co-host, Aaron Schilb. Hello, Aaron. Hello, hello. And our soundboard engineer and producer, Rob Oakey. <laughs> what's up, guys? <laughs> Deep hello, cut. everyone. And hello, A.A. Ron. It's good to be back, y'all. How you been? Great. It's great to have you back. We missed you. Man, it's been a long time since we had you on. Last time you were here, we were talking about the Hodag, a fun mystical creature. And that's one of my favorite <laughs> episodes. I love that one. There has been no declination in the craziness of stuff that's going on out in the real world. <laughs> it's all crazy. It's very true. And it's fun to chronicle it with you. And I know your show's still going strong, Nashville Tour Stop. That You're is still the out one, there. Yeah. Check it out. But let's get into it now because... Man, I was just, we did Winged Weirdies a couple of weird ago, oh, a couple, a couple of weirds weirds ago, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and making those Winged Weirdies fight and Kong versus Godzilla being a thing. I don't know. I just want to see these things go at it. So let's get into it now. It's time for Lake Monster Mash and Bash. Yeah, hear stories of monsters in the waters The endless counts of horrific mad slaughter Sailors tell tales of beasts on the sea And what they don't tell ya is that the worst one is me Yeah, hear stories of monsters in the waters The endless counts of horrific mad slaughter Sailors tell tales of beasts on the sea And what they don't tell ya is that the worst one is me What we gonna do with sea monsters? Yeah, what we gonna do? That is Captain Dan and the scurvy crew. Sea monster song. Intimidating. That is a song for sure. It, it exists. 
Staying in the world of aquatic cryptids following last week's mermaid, tonight we are heading to the lake to talk some lesser known but dangerous lake monsters. Drea, are you a fan of lake monsters? I, I like the idea that they exist, but it just contributes to why I don't really like lakes. I don't like going in them. I'll watch them from a distance. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Aaron? You a fan of lake monsters? Yeah, actually, I am. This was a great episode to get to do because I actually grew up on a lake and I was really scared of shit growing up to get into it because my old brothers told me that if I went in, snakes would eat me. So it's kind <laughs> yeah. of convenient that we were watching an episode today about like reptiles and shit eating people out of lakes. So it hit close to home. <laughs> snakes nice. are known creatures, but they are definitely uh, lake monsters. What about you, Rob? Have you ever even been by a lake? You live way on Long Island, right? <laughs> There's tons of lakes on Long Island. But yes, I, I'm a big fan of lake monsters. As I mentioned a few weeks ago, I've always wanted to be friends with a lake monster. But I think that just stems back to when I was a kid. I saw a movie. I think it was called like Magic in the Water or something, something along those lines. But I had oh, already been a fan Dragon. of I'd already been a fan of like Nessie from the books, seeing the books in the library when I was a kid. But then I saw this movie where this little kid became friends with Loch Ness or whatever this lake monster was. And I was like, oh, now I love them. I need, I need one day I need to meet one. So, uh, yeah, I love them. <laughs> Human friends weren't cutting it. For <laughs> no, it's the lake lake friends. I might change that opinion tonight because I need to stress that the lake <laughs> monsters being discussed tonight are ones that are considered very dangerous due to their aggressive nature. Uh -huh. And I thought it might be fun if we let them fight again. Just like the Wind Weirdies <laughs> who were forced to fight for our amusement. We're going to make these two lake monsters go at it. So let's meet the first of these dangerous and unpredictable lake monsters hailing from Omi Island, Ireland. It's... Dobarku! But before we dive into this Irish lake monster, let's make sure we pronounce its name correctly. Dobarchu, Dobarku. Here is the proper pronunciation from Ireland's top cryptozoologist, Ronan Coglin. You can pronounce it Dovarku or Dorhu. In Ireland, the earliest mention I know of regarding the Dovahu is that of Roderick O'Flaherty, who lived in the 17th century. Dorku. I like that one. I'm sticking with that over it's a little Do easier. Doverku. What did he say before? Dorhu. How much, how much uh, stank should we put on it? He puts a good bit on both of them, but he said <laughs> Dovarku is also acceptable. But play soundboard one, because I'm sticking with this. It's easy to remember. Dorhu. 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 Cool. Count okay. Dorku. It's pretty cool. All right, the, <laughs> yeah. It's the Irish lake monster, the Dorku. So we've got the name, <laughs> we've got the name na nailed down. Now let's hear the physical description of this creature from couple Sean and Miranda Corcoran, who, while on a holiday in the area of Omi Island in 2004, came upon this horrifying sight. It's a kind of a, like a large uh, otter-like creature with a very large head, um, possibly teeth. Very scary face. Uh, it definitely had a tail. Uh, it could swim as fast as any creature, you know, any kind of water-like creature like uh, an otter or anything like that. And we watched what to me looked like two huge, big, reddy, orange flippers just swimming across the lake. It was about the size of a man. This guy was huge. <laughs> These Dorkus are huge, man. <laughs> Sky News 9 in 1999. Those rods are huge, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just going straight with Dorku already. Yeah, they are. Play soundboard too, because... This guy was huge. 
<laughs> kind of goes with their rods thing. <laughs> they, they're not very clear when they're describing it. The best I can find is that according to Irish folklore is that the Dorku, it resembles both a dog and an otter. A dog and an otter. <laughs> okay. somet- sometimes it's described as half dog, half fish. It wow. lives in water. It has fur with protective properties, and it is very big, possibly 10 to 15 feet. So imagine like a furry alligator, Aaron, with an otter head <laughs> in Ireland. It, I saw a photo of it when I when I Googled it of this. Uh, it looked like an alligator with a, like two legs sticking out of the mouth. It's just like <laughs> eating a human. I'm like, oh, all right, that looks that like that adds up. Yeah. But I mean, alligator is one thing. A giant otter is a completely different That's a thing totally than, different situation. It's a yeah. different type of an animal. And I don't know how they keep like kind of mixing them together and like <laughs> saying it like it's the same sort of creature. But it's there. Uh, I was not expecting them to describe it as looking like an otter right off the bat. I was expecting our That's classic. not a very menacing animal. Well, that and oh, I just yeah, it sounds cute. It was, it's just more mammal and less reptile than you I expected. Kidding me? <laughs> a fifteen-foot alligator, furry otter coming at you with whatever they said. It had orange, uh, orange paddles or something possibly on. This is teeth. a fi- this is a possibly. It might even have teeth. That's even scary. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> this is a know. fearsome, a fearsome lake monster, according to one of the eyewitnesses, Sean Corcoran. You know, you wouldn't just pick it up and walk away with it. Well, you certainly wouldn't be approaching this creature because the way it snarled, it was definitely not happy. After a few years of showing researching that um, we discovered that there was a creature there called the Dover Coo. You can't pick this up. An otter can be picked up, and I'm no otter guy, I know, but you cannot pick this thing up. I'd be afraid to even pick up an otter because, you know, it's not just because it's cute doesn't mean it wants to be handled and it'll bite you. This thing... Yeah, I don't think I would chance that either. I'm, I'm, not, I'm no sheep guy, but I, you know, I could pick up a sheep or an otter. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> I think I'm with you there. Otters seem kind of slimy, and they definitely have teeth. Slimy. I, I don't think I'd pick one up. I just was at an animal refuge the other day and was looking at otters, so I can really like picture this in my mind. Those things <laughs> would be like a really big one. That would be pretty scary, actually. And if it was coming at you. That's like, yeah, I don't know. It's as scary as like a tiger, I feel like, or like any of that, any of those sort of animals, you know? Yeah, because all those animals are cute. Bears are cute, but you don't want to. Cute doesn't mean not dangerous. We know and this. No one's saying this thing is cute. That's why the alligator <laughs> sprinkled in or maybe it's a little bit of dog. I don't this, know, man. This... Every time I imagine it, it's just, seeing, it's just getting cuter and cuter. Oh no! It's gonna get worse. We're gonna. We're, this is. They're fighting. They're, we're not putting cute things together to go at it. That's not the Pokemon. purpose of this. But this couple, this couple had this experience, and they were very curious about it. And you heard them there. They discovered that this Dovarku or Dorku has been sighted for centuries near the banks of an abandoned place called Omi Island. It was a very ancient island. It is a uh, a tidal island, which means that during the day you can drive onto this island, but at night when the tide comes in, you're stuck there. Yeah. And this is the stomping ground of Dorku. That was so cool, <laughs> by the way, seeing that like little aspect of what it's like to live on this island, how like literally they're going back and forth depends on nature, like the tide. If the tide is up, you're not leaving. The yeah, island. You have very to, sounding. You gotta just hope someone on that island is gonna take you in for the night. They're like, you're not going anywhere for a while. Yeah, so that's come in so, have some tea. So crazy. And seeing what it looks like, like it literally is just a road where the water just rises up over the road every day or every whatever the tide is, couple days or something, and then goes back down so people can cross this road. But I've never yeah. I've never really seen anything like that before. I thought that it was very old, felt very old world. Like old world. Shit, they haven't changed anything in like two hundred years in this area by <laughs> It sounds magical, doesn't it? 
it kind See, of. Mothman, Mothman has no power here. There's no bridges. <laughs> this, is, this is the lair of the Dorku. And they, they make a point in this show to establish that the witness, Sean Corcoran, despite being very, very Irish, was in fact sober for this encounter. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And this is a fact which impressed the Irish Lauren Coleman. They've got one. <laughs> he is not someone who claims to have seen this while staggering home at night from the pub, a bottle of Guinness in one hand and a bottle of whiskey in the other. His sighting was under the right conditions. Secondly, being an artist, he had an eye for detail and took things in. He was, of course, able to make reproductions of what he had seen. So all in all, he is what would be regarded as a reliable witness. Hey, hear that, Aaron? For once, an ideal witness in a monster case. He's not only sober, but he's an artist, and he can paint an accurate portrayal of what he saw. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, it's, 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 it reminds me of that, that the uh, the alien guy who used to paint the depictions of what would happen to him when he ejaculated into the bowl. Just oh, like, David Huggins. Oh, yes. Yeah, David yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, it, being an artist definitely makes it believable. Yeah, it helps. That's what makes the encounter real. It's not that he was sober. It's that he could draw it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we went to this room. There was this bow on this table, and I was supposed to ejaculate into the bow. All right, so you, you brought it down. I was trying to give props to this guy because there, there's a lot of Tim Peelers out there that usually come forward with these stories, but not, not Sean Corcoran. He didn't have a bottle of Jameson and a bottle of Guinness in the other hand, which I guess is a normal fare the, the way. Man, I, even that guy, the, uh, the Irish Lauren Coleman, he, said, he's, he takes his time with his arguments in this. I, I like that. Yeah, I wonder if he had um, the uh... was it the bottle of a bottom of a bottle of John Barleycorn? <laughs> Man, I forgot about that clip. Good one, <laughs> really good one. That guy, I really like him. I really enjoy listening to this Irish cryptozoologist Ronan Coglin. He has that great Irish storytelling ability when he talks about the Dorku or Dovarku. <laughs> And, and here, here's Mr. Coglin telling of this mysterious lake monster's first sighting. In Ireland, the earliest mention I know of is that of Roderick O'Flaherty, who lived in the 17th century. He describes how someone he knew was set upon by it on one occasion, and it seized the unfortunate traveler's head in its jaws. The traveller had a bit of a think as the otter was dragging it into the water. And suddenly, he remembered he had a knife in his pocket. He doesn't seem to have been the quickest of thinkers, but he pulled this out, plunged it into the duvarku, which dived back into the water. Yes, this is, a, this is a dangerous lake monster. Imagine a giant otter is biting your head. The horror. It's way scarier, too, when Hannibal Lecter is describing it for you. Yes. Dude, I know Hannibal Lecter is Welsh and this guy's Irish, but the delivery is so, like, creepishly reminds me of Hannibal Lecter, the way that it's he does slow it. slow and deliberate. Yes. Sees his head in its jaws. I like how he I calls him that. dumb. He basically just calls the guy dumb, too. He's like, he was a little slow-witted. He didn't really set his knife on like, him. Oh, wait, Lucky for that. I have a weapon. I don't know how this guy, how did he transport himself out of the Game of Thrones world and get into our reality? I'm pretty sure this guy is from Westeros. <laughs> They let him go before season eight, probably, because he would have been a great, great character to have around. But nearly a century after that initial attack, the Dorku would return. But this time, he meant business. 
On this occasion, a man named Connolly was wondering why his wife was taking so long doing the washing in the lake. Down he went to the lake to discover a horrendous sight. <laughs> the wife was there, and most of her insides were outside. And the Duvaku was tucking into them. Oh my god. That was the most Hannibal Lecter thing he said this whole time, too. All he needed to do was say Clarice at the end of it. Her insides were outside. You just say he killed the thing, and you got to get so descriptive. Her insides were out, and he was talking in. He talked in, Aaron. That sounds so gross. Yeah, but this what makes this thing fierce, man. This this like monster has a body count, and I don't think Nessie or Bessie or Tessie or any of them things have an actual body count. This thing is a killer. So, uh, what kind of body count are we talking? I, I there's one so far. All right, well, one's enough. One's a body <laughs> count. <laughs> one is a hundred percent more than Nessie. Like That's if true. someone got murdered by this thing, there would be a witch hunt out for it. There would be like the whole town would be out with their pitchforks and their torches to kill what this thing. I, I don't think I don't well, know. Do you think people really like got seven murdered people by this live like seven people live on a island? They don't have a lot of choice. <laughs> That's true. What are they gonna do? That is and the true. tide comes up, it traps them. This this is the well the most well known incident involving the Dovarku Dorku. And possibly because the attack is referenced on the gravestone of the victim, Mrs. Connolly. And if you go into the graveyard near where the incident occurred, you'll find the tombstone of the unfortunate woman and a very curious beast that looks like a cross between a dog and an otter is carved on the tombstone. This is said by locals in hushed tones, because you always speak of such things in hushed tones, to be the beast which killed his wife. Psst. Hey guys, this chick got eaten by an otter dog. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, pass it on. Lower your voice, you talk about the otter dog. Shut up. What the hushed tones? It is morbid, dude. Now, yes, think about how morbid this is, Aaron. It's pretty messed up that they put the killer on... Oh, they put the, her killer on her own grave. I mean, you wouldn't put Jeffrey Dahmer or like Matthew Broderick on your grave. Yeah. That's not oh. happening. No, but also oh, it doesn't Jesus. even look that menacing. I don't think. Like, like it looks like an otter. Like, what? What if the otter was yeah. just her favorite friend? Matthew Broderick. It was her, it was her favorite animal. She Ma- loved it. Hold the on, most. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick did kill a mother and daughter when he turned mm-hmm. in the wrong lane in Ireland. So you wow. never know. There might be. They might be gravestones with Matthew Broderick's oh, face on it in so Ireland. Like, it was an honor to be killed by Matthew Broderick. I never put it together that that did happen in Ireland. That's yeah, well, up. True. very dark joke, but I like it, Ross. Very good. <laughs> I was yeah, going to go with John Waters, but uh, this happened in Ireland. So I had to go with that. Jesus, yeah. Like in, in any sense, you know, everybody who, who doesn't die of natural causes, you're just gonna maybe there should be an indicator of what what caused. No, like, <laughs> no, that's terrible. Died in a plane crash, and it just shows a bunch of. Like a noose or pills or something, or like a bathtub <laughs> on people's graves. Yeah, you, you die of a heart attack, just a cheeseburger. Headstone, <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, I love fucking right. cheese. Well, actually, well, now every time I see a headstone that has a heart on it, I'll have to wonder if it was a heart attack. You can oh. put a number one, and it can be a Big Mac and fries. Mm-hmm. That can be me. Big Mac, yeah. pack of cigarettes, right, noted. bottle of booze, bottle of John Barleycorn. We'll what is that? Play it again. Uh, I, on mine, just put a bottom of a bottle of John Barleycorn. <laughs> <laughs> So we've heard some of the stories, but beyond the stories, there is some physical evidence of this terrifying Dovar coup. Inspired by the continued sightings, a man named Shane Dunphy 
made a radio documentary for Irish Public Radio about this beast. Traveling to Omi Island with his Zoom recorder, Shane was able to record some unexplained noises coming from the island at night. That at about 8.38 on that first evening, my Zoom box had recorded about three minutes of a very, very unusual sound. And it did send some shivers down my spine when I heard it first. There you go. Yes, the king of the otters and his insane <laughs> call. It kind of sounds like a bird almost. Not something you want to hear on an abandoned island in Ireland. No, so that's, they're hearing that out of the water. I was, I think maybe I just spent too much time with these damn mermaids from the last episode, but that's kind of what I imagine like mermaid calls would sound like. Yeah. Mermaids and this thing could be confused. They are very lar- large and big in the water and I don't know, manatees. Maybe it could have been Dovarku or Dorku. <laughs> It sounds like fireworks, kind of, too. Like, it sounds like, you know, like those whistling fireworks yeah. that go off. It sounds like it that. Kind of. Yeah. Or, I mean, I don't know. That's like the you skeptic side of me no, trying I appreciate to make you sense saying of that it. Because, well, I mean, it, it makes it sound less scary because, honestly, that did send some shivers. There's well, no explosion. Well. There is no pop, though, which there with fireworks generally, usually that noise is followed <laughs> by like a pop. But, yeah, and there's that's not happening. I've never heard um, any rat or sort of um, otter Rat. creature, what noise do they usually make? This is not a regular otter. This is the king of the otters. This is the Dorku. So he howls? Giant he howls like a fucking wolf? No, he makes it. No, he sounds like. Screams like a firework. What? Like, what, what is he doing? What is like, what he is Sounds is like that? a bottle rocket because he's ready to take off and kill whoever's coming on his, his title island. And before, before the sightings and the attacks in the modern area, this Dovarku, he was a part of early Celtic mythology. He's old school. The Dovarku originally appears in the Oceanic cycle of Celtic mythology. It's set around the time of Christ in Ireland and it describes this kind of Celtic twilight world where gods and men are, are, are fighting and having all sorts of high adventures. And the Dovarku in that story is supposed to be the king of the otters. It's supposed to be a very, very large otter with a white cross on its breast. Remember, this is the beginning of Christianity in Ireland. But somehow it has made the leap from the pages of folklore into the real lives of people in 21st century Ireland. And uh, I think that that's a, that's a very interesting point and it's something that fascinates me a lot, the, the transmission of these, of these stories. Oh, yes, me too. See, he's not just a cryptid. To some, he's like he's Mothman royal. to us. He's a fucking got- superhero. He's got, a, he's got a crucifix. He's got crucifix on his chest like Superman has an S. He's the okay. king of the fucking otters. Can we get? I was a little confused about that. Raymond, can you hook me up with something here, dude? Raymond, I need a superhero version of this character, please. Is the cross like part of his like markings on his fur, or he's literally it's like wearing a fur a markings? Like when you see a cat with like a wiener like on its face, like a little fur mark. You know what I okay. mean? It looks just when like you see that, a cat but it's a wiener on its face. A giant cross. And hey, Aaron, what do you think? This is myth turned reality. You think this might be a tulpa? I think that this might be some kind of tulpa. <laughs> I can like, think of a few things. That are, created. There's a few things that Christianity created. I think that uh, Bigfoot might be a kind of tulpa. Sure, exactly. <laughs> that kind of thing. So Dovarku or Dorku could be some kind of tulpa because it is in Irish folklore, myth, 
ancient myth about this island and that there's what they said high adventures high going adventures. on. It's a very exciting <laughs> yeah. this island. I like the sound of that. Some high adventures. Cheech and Chong style. I want to go to Ireland and get in some high adventures. <laughs> Sounds yeah. pretty yeah. cool. Yes, Dre, this trip. is exactly like Cheech and Chong. High <laughs> adventures, right? They took space coke and they came up with giant otters floating around. It's my favorite of the Cheech yeah. and Chong movies is High Adventures. That's my favorite one. Um, yeah. Don't give me any ideas, please. What's the deal with Irish? I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal? What's the deal, what's with, the deal the with the Irish and rodents? What, like They had Jeff. Wasn't that also an Irish thing? No. No, that, that was, was the, the Isle of Man. Man. Oh, Far it's, away. Well, it's another UK, European. They, they have this thing. Well, look, they've got they, hella like, rodents. Yeah. It was, more wet, these... it was more wet white people. You're right. It's more <laughs> it's wet white people way out on the outskirts of wherever, floating around on their island. I'm not trying to generalize too much, but it's over no, it's in that neck of the have. woods, right? How dare you? That's first off, yeah, how dare you? Everyone's offended now. You're going to have I'm to sorry. I love everyone. <laughs> Everyone well, loves you too. We've, Seriously, I don't, I'm on the fence. I don't think that's true. <laughs> According to the reviews, it's not true. <laughs> that's, that's almost all we have tonight for this Dovar coup. But before we wrap up, we have to hear one more bit from Irish cryptozoologist and master storyteller Ronan Cogland, who lets us know that the glory associated with discovering a new species could be yours in Ireland. If you go swimming in the area they've been reported and you find something sinking its teeth into your leg, then you may have proved the existence of the Duvahu. Fame and fortune will await you. The Nobel Prize for Science will be thrust in your face. I've oh not been to Omi Island, but I'm sure I'll familiarize myself with it fairly quickly. And uh, if the Duvahu should emerge and show fierce uh, tendencies, you will be quite surprised at how fast I can run bearing my age in mind. Let's go. Fearing nothing. I kind of hope he finds it one day. I hope it bites him right at his head and they just immediately hand him a Nobel Prize. No, thrust it in his face. Please tell me you made that a soundboard clip. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't. I'm sorry. I, but oh, I did. Man. I played soundboard three. I did get this. Let's go. Fearing nothing. <laughs> Let's go. Let's I go. find that line very inspiring. I feel called to the island now. Like he's like, just go, just go in there. If you get bitten, fame and fortune is waiting for you. And when he talked about it, though, uh, now that you've got Hannibal Lecter just in my head, I'm picturing when he gets away <laughs> and he ends up on that island with that hat on, and he's just like, that is this guy now. Like yeah. he's God. just like, I have adventure <laughs> is mine, Curtis. I can be free to eat what I want. Yeah, I think yeah, he's glorifying getting bitten and chewed on. So yeah, I can see where where this is going to lead. <laughs> He's a magical, magical person. This this strange guy. I'm pretty sure he's he was like a leprechaun once before, and now he is converted to being a normal person. All right, you're just dead set on on getting hey, people. Man, mad. Just, <laughs> oh, <man>. Doubling <laughs> down, doubling down. I try to low key do an episode about my people, and I just get, I get shit on. I can say anything. Hey, I got an apostrophe after my O in my name, so I'm pretty sure I'm allowed oh, to say it's that. Oh, it's Robo Key. Yeah, Okunowitz. Well, you didn't know it was actually Ryle O'Russin, so you need to like straight. <laughs> I know Roderick. You're that we didn't even mention it before. We got we were talking about a Roderick. Immediately when I heard that name, I thought of Roderick Ryan. Yeah, Roderick oh. Ryan, the, the famous, famous general from that episode where Rodericks. I don't know even what that was about. His name, his name was Rod Ryan. We loved it. <laughs> the most famous of the Rods. 
But we're back. To, I know the, these people, it, the personalities in the paranormal, they always distract from the actual thing. But where are they making these things fight? So, Aaron, what are your thoughts on the Dovar coup or the door coup? Is this a fearsome lake monster? Uh, no, it's a furry, cute animal, mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, Drea, I got to ask you, would you enter this Dorku infested island in the dead of night? Yeah, well, I mean, if the dead of night would be the safest, probably because it'd be asleep because it's like a mammal, right? So, yeah, yeah, I would. You'd be stuck on there. No, this thing goes out at night. It's <laughs> nocturnal. O- well, otters I, are nocturnal. Look, I, I stay away from lake's edges when I go camping. Like, I know just I don't like waking up soggy and wet when the tide comes in. I'm going to get higher ground. Like, I'll be fine. Is this a callback to Yorona? Is this what you've learned from the curse of? You, I you am said, terrified of any body of water. Yes. You were told that when you were just a, a wee child. So um, it seems like it's stuck. <laughs> a wee lass. Just a wee lass. Yes. Now. <laughs> just a wee Irish lass living out there. <laughs> we love you yeah i'll be fine <laughs> all right fine man you guys we got i guess this thing might get his ass kicked we gotta find out rob what do you think of dovarku i think he's pretty uh a pretty fierce competitor i mean a furry alligator is scary he kills people he's biting you on the head you don't even know it you forget to stab him yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what to think of him. I think, I think it's probably was like a really big otter. I think there was a, there was probably he was the king of the otters. Apparently, he was huge. I think he was just a really big otter. It was like freakishly big, and people did like it was scared some people. He was so big. I think that, if you have a knife, you'll be fine, Rob. Yeah, I think some of these people it might have been the situation where they were just like, you know, when you're really close to something and you don't realize like how intense it's going to be until you actually see it up close. I think that might be sort of what happened with these people is like they got too close to this thing and uh, and it scared them. I don't know. Because it I looked don't know. harmless. Yeah. Ronan Coglin seems very, very concerned for this thing. He went out there. He's trying to find it. I hope he does. That guy's I hope he gets awesome. a Nobel Prize. That guy's he awesome. Is awesome. <laughs> He's great. The Iris Lauren Coleman rules. We're going to introduce the challenger for this Lake Monster Mash and Bash, hailing from the good old USA from Bear Lake, Utah. It's the Water Devil or Bear Lake Monster as it is also known, and I'm going to describe this creature for you guys. It is reported to resemble a serpent, but with legs about 18 inches long on which it marauds along the shoreline. One article reported that the creature had a large undulating body with about 30 feet of exposed surface of a light cream color moving swiftly through the water. And other other reported seeing a monster-like animal which went faster than a locomotive and had a head <laughs> variously described as being similar to that of a cow, otter, crocodile, or a walrus, minus what? the tusk. Could, <laughs> the head could be anything. Its size was reported to be at least 50 feet long and certainly not less than 40. Some sightings even spoke of a second member of the species and smaller monsters as well. So this looks like one that can reproduce. He could do a lot of stuff. And much like Dolarku or Dorku, this terrifying lake devil has been, been reported for centuries. Here is some of the folklore from the documentary In Search of the Bear Lake Monster. Sightings were reported as early as the mid-1800s, and many say that the monster was a piece of the native Shoshone tribe's stories long before that. The first sightings were reported in the Deseret News by Joseph C. Rich. In July of 1868, the Deseret News published an article directly from the pen of Joseph C. Rich himself. 
The Indians say there's a monster animal which lives in the lake that has captured and carried away Indians while in the lake. They represent it as being of the serpent kind. Since the settlement of this valley, several persons have reported seeing a huge animal of some kind that they could not describe. See, it's dangerous. This thing is snatching young kids from the indigenous people of Bear Lake. I don't think even Nessie went that far. No, Nessie just keeps to him, him or herself. Um, probably just eats like kelp and shit, or maybe just little tiny organisms like like a whale. But I mean, if something's this big and getting that close to the shore, like a child isn't. I don't know. Can it sneak up on these kids? Like, how is it even doing that? I don't know. It's got some kind of stealthy, stealthy, <laughs> almost. Ne- this is the the lake monster that actually does look like what you think a lake monster looks like, like a plesiosaur, like a giant dinosaur head. But the head's all over the place. It could be an otter. It could be a bear, a cat. Oh, there's all kind of different things it could be. What I'm saying, is that a head? <laughs> you might be thinking horse monster as well. There's a lot of things going on with this. But speaking of Nessie, according to local children's author, Kelly Steele, these two creatures share a connection. I am a children's author, and I have written the book about Bear Lake and the monster that lives in Bear Lake. This is the picture where we saw, he jumps in up here, it's Bear Lake, and he swims down, 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 down. And then you turn the book upside down, and he's coming up in Scotland. So there's no bottom to the lake. He just goes clear through. And there's the Loch Ness Monster right there. Okay, so the Bear Lake Monster, he travels through the Agartha, and he he vacations in Loch Ness. And this is what they're teaching our kids. (laughs) Oh, man. There's got to be some tunnel going from Utah to Loch Ness. That's how they're hanging out so much. It's a direct right? line. And they are the same creature. He just, he doesn't want to eat the people of Scotland. So he wants to eat, I don't know, Mormons in Utah? Like, come on, Nessie. <laughs> well, I mean, according, it actually works. In in the Kong versus Godzilla world, that that does kind of work. You just go oh, underground and you just meet up underground. It's, everybody's just under there. We know where they stole. They stole it straight from the story of the Bear Lake <laughs> monster, the water demon, the wet demon. And uh, yeah, okay, I guess. This is a children's author. This guy, Kelly Steele, he's putting this in books, indoctrinating kids that that, if they go in that lake, they could probably swim. That's like saying you could take to China as a kid. Like, no, you just swim to Scotland. Just go straight down. Well, one of the one of those is way more dangerous than the other. If you dig, you know, you're only going to get so far before you get tired and go home for dinner. You try to swim to the bottom of this damn thing and you're going to have these children drowning all over the place and their swollen bodies are on your hands. Well, do you know what happens if you dig long enough, Drea? Oh, no, you get tired. You get water. So no matter what you're dealing with, (laughs) sea creature, if you dig, that's all I'm trying to Um, say. Eventually, there's there's water coming for you you from both directions, no matter which way it goes. So there's no no way to be safe from lake monsters. (laughs) If you dig your own lake, you're fucked. Pretty much. Yeah, you're going to get a a Dorku or one of these guys in your yard. (laughs) This Bear Lake, though, Bear Lake is a very ancient lake. It is over 250,000 years old. And it, they refer to it in Utah as the Caribbean of the Rockies because it has this weird. It has Nobody this says weird, that. Nobody it calls does. it. No, that. it does. It is known as that. It has a turquoise blue color. It is a very deep lake and is oh. perfect for hiding a wow. monster. Cool. And 
Oh. Another example of its ferocious nature. Remember, I'm sp- I, I guess I failed the first one, which I think is really scary. But th- another example of this thing's ferocious nature. It comes from a 1907 letter published in a Logan, Utah newspaper claiming that two men had seen the Bear Lake behemoth attack their camp and kill one of their horses. This thing's a oh, horse shit. killer. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Damn. I mean... These things are killers. These lake monsters are monsters. They're actually killing things. They're not just taking blurry pictures. It reminds me of like Lake Placid. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Like the kind of scene with uh, Jurassic Park and stuff and then Lake Placid where you just kind of set something with poor little innocent animal and then wait till it gets snatched up by something like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Aaron. (laughs) Russ, man, you know, I, I just. I don't fool with no horses, boy. That thing's killing horses? That's pretty bad. This thing does. And some people believe that the initial reports of the creature by a man named Joseph Rich, he's the first one to roll a letter. People think that that was actually possibly a hoax, that he was just trying to do a great trick on people. But regardless of the hoax, the sightings, they continued for many, many years after. And again, to prove that this is indeed a fearsome lake monster worthy of battling a giant otter, King, <laughs> the water demon was featured on the scariest of all found footage paranormal shows, Lost Tapes. Gosh, Nothing shit. says terrifying more than a Lost Tape, yes? <laughs> oh, my totally. God. I get instantly terrified when you tell me that I have to watch Lost Tapes for homework. <laughs> yeah, instantly that's Instantly terrified. <laughs> I love the COA at the top that said, uh, dangerous footage. Might, like It's like a COA that's going to be so scary. Yeah, it has to make 16 plus for sure to watch this. And this lost tape, this tells the story of a young woman named Erica Jameson, who celebrated her 22nd birthday by camping at Bear Lake with three of her hottest friends and a video (laughs) camera. But take it away, lost tapes guy. What began for these friends is a weekend to celebrate life quickly turned into a terrifying evening mired in death. (laughs) <laughs> These are their tapes. Oh, spoilers, man. They haven't even started. All right, Jeez. I guess someone is on the table to die at the hands of this great lake monster. I hope it's all of them. <laughs> Just is that, is that uh, what you mean? It, why? Why? Why do I hope it's all of them? Because they just seem like really, I don't know, they just seem super fake and... Um, I don't know. I guess it just bugged me. Drea, this could know. be you and a couple of your girlfriends out just trying to have a good weekend. Like, put yeah, yourself in her shoes. Birthday, I, was, I would totally be at a bar instead of going to a lake with a bottle of wine. If you, if you <laughs> live in the middle of Utah, there's not a proper bar for a 22nd birthday for a girl. And they watered friends. down all the alcohol. It's true. They did have a lot of wine. And this episode was a real <laughs> treat because we get a great description of the creature from the actual Lauren Coleman of Lauren Coleman's Lauren Coleman, cryptozoologist (laughs) champion. The bear lake monster is a typical lake monster, large. It's huge. The initial sightings that uh, were conveyed was of a beast that was brown in color, looked like a walrus without tusks or an alligator, had a lot of teeth. Oh, God. And it uh, could have been up to 40 feet long. In terms of the description, part of the thing that always comes out is that it's swimming very fast towards the individuals who are seeing it. Over and over again, we hear about it being very aggressive, keeping humans out, keeping other animals out. The personal theory that I have is that it may actually be a holdover from the ice ages. 
Thank you, Laura Coleman. See, it's fast, it's large, it's aggressive. The wetness, all that combined. <laughs> Monster. What about the wetness? But what about the wetness? What about the wetness? Play soundboard four, because these creatures are almost evenly matched because of this. Large. It's huge. It's oh, huge. And play yeah. play soundboard two. We remember the other lady said, or soundboard one. Dwarku. Oh, soundboard two. I'm oh, sorry. This guy was huge. They, yes. They, it's starting to line These up. Guys this guy's are huge, huge, man. It's a huge matchup. When lake monsters get together, it is a huge matchup. It is a Kong versus Godzilla five. <laughs> the this way we're hyping just... it up, it is like Kong versus Godzilla. I'm imagining them both like Titan sized, you know? Still, yeah. Well, yeah, you have to for this. You gotta use your imagination a little guys. Come on, work with us here. <laughs> so it looks like a walrus or an alligator. Yes, I love so glad you reminded me. That is the the most vague description of an animal. It looks like a walrus or an alligator. Do those fucking animals look anything alike each other? <laughs> no, not at all. Well, and they're both huge. The other thing was a fur. Alligator, so it's just like two weird looking alligators going at it. They're they're perfect to fight each other. Or My a walrus. So confused. Or a walrus fighting an otter. Also, it could kind of look like. I don't know what this. This is a weird one. This is getting good. It's getting good. The other one might have teeth. We, we oh right right. There might be some. Might, and, might get, and this one doesn't have tusks. We know no that. Tusks. Absolutely no. So lots of teeth. There's a lot of distinctions here. I'm glad we're, we're clarifying these things. It's got lots of teeth, but they're all molars. Yeah, so yeah. if you're breaking this down on your chart at home, keeping track, this one, no <laughs> tusks, probably teeth. I mean, we don't know about the teeth, actually. We I want to see teeth. some artist renditions of these so far. Just <laughs> if, you, if you were a police officer trying to do a sketch of like a suspect and you're being given these details, yes. I want to see what that yes, looks like. Yes, that's another great image in my well, mind now of a walrus. That's why the first guy was so great with <laughs> Dovar Kug. He saw it and he was an artist. He drew amazing things. And Aaron still thinks the thing look cute. I'm like, all right, come on. <laughs> Sounds Aaron. Cute. Sounds cute. As Aaron, well. if you are not convinced of the ferocity of this creature, here is another bear lake monster fact. The most fearsome aspects of uh, the bear lake monster were the fact that uh, it would slowly move into shallow water along the shoreline, and individuals really wouldn't know it was there. And then all of a sudden, there'd be a giant splash, and this creature would jump up on shore and drag the poor individual or animal back into the lake. At this point in time, the monster would crunch and drown the uh, particular uh, item that it had in its mouth and uh, then let go. And as it floated uh, lifelessly towards the bottom, it would pick it up and swallow it. Wow, he really knows a lot about this, very into the details of how this thing kills. Yeah, the particular item, as if it's not talking about eating a fucking human. Yeah. Well, or a horse. I like how he said it would crunch them. It'll crunch or, or drown them. Like, ah, don't get crunched by the monster. It reminds me of the, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the stories of like this happening in the Amazon too, where it ended up being, I think like catfish or like sturgeon or just oh, like yeah. a really big fish that comes and sneaks up on little kids when they're playing in the water and just like <laughs> sucks the little Wait. whole little kid up. Oh my you have God. to catch me up. A fish? What are we talking? What's that again? A fish, right? Which is something large under the water. Thank you. Oh. All right, that Thank thing. You, yeah. Got it. Thanks, Got Zach. it. Yeah. But back to the back to the lost <laughs> tape. Sorry, distracted from that. Apology. <laughs> we got to get back to the actual lost tape and the hotties. Erica's birthday bash at the lake. It starts out really in, instantly enough. The girls they sit around. Drinking wine, eating marshmallows in their bikinis, and then <laughs> they do what you know most girls do. As they girls start do. <laughs> they start playing keep away with one of the girls' cell phones. Typical girl stuff, right, Drea? Totally. That's. I mean, we love to 
take people's things from them. And then it's, it's a very girly thing to play. I love how over. hard and overhand they toss her cell phone into the water. <laughs> I want to say, unfortunately, Spike. these girls, they are not great at playing keep away. And one of the girls, just as Aaron said, she just wildly overthrows his phone and it lands way into Bear Lake. So the girls, they start to search in the lake for this overthrown phone camera. When one of them, one of the friends named Rose, she dives under to look. And the other ladies, they get worried. Rose, it's okay. Rose, Rose come on. Something's not right. Rose? 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 Rose, that's not oh. come up. Oh, oh my God, Rose. <laughs> All right, Rose, champion. All right, Rose, can I have my phone back now, please? It's actually really nice out here. The phone's still working? It is totally still working, completely. Recording everything. Nice. Just be careful with it, Rose, all right? We don't want to lose it again. All right, Rose did it. Rose found the phone. It still works. Man, it's a very durable phone camera for the time. This is not shitty at all. 2008, right? That was... Oh, my God. I, that's another thing that just constantly bugs me about found footage movies in general is the exposition. Also, what kind of phone from 2008 was totally waterproof? Yeah. And video. No, great video. <laughs> video looked great. And I need you to play Soundboard 5. Maybe we can use this whenever someone wins poll results or a game. I think this would be perfect. Yeah! Champion. <laughs> Champion, champion, lady. Oh, it's so perfect. I was so happy when I heard that. I was like, we have a champion clip now. Why are they celebrating? Like, I don't understand. First off, why was no phones allowed on the trip? This was like just like girl time, serenity. No no phones. You're not allowed to talk on the phone at all. So if if, if, like it was a typical girl gathering, they want all the phones out because they want all the pictures. Look, cell phones were pretty still, you know, fresh technology at the time and. Getting selfies was what you'd want to be doing at that point. I don't think 2008 was the year where uh, people were thinking like, oh, my God, put your phone down. We need now, selfies time. are one thing. I think wandering off to talk to an ex or something when look, this girl whose oh. birthday it is, she is very about it being her birthday and she wants all <laughs> attention on her. So that's why they have to, you know, basically what? shame this girl, throw her phone in the lake on accident. <laughs> I mean, if, if you didn't Instagram it, did it even happen, though? So, like, exactly. She's got to use her phone. Come on. Yeah, please number five. So crazy. When she posts that great pic of all these hot girls together, the internet would just say, <laughs> "Champion, champion, girl, <laughs> go Rose." But after the great champion moment, the fun would end that evening when Rose, the friend who found the phone, the champion herself, Rose. She just can't stay out of the water. She was in there. She's got a taste for it. She's very comfortable. And then while she's sitting in there at night and all the friends are on the shore, she disappears under the surface again while screaming. And then one of the friends, Janet, she dives in to help. And then this happens. Janet's behind you, Janet! Yeah, you can. The other girls are not being <laughs> yeah, very helpful. They completely give up on Rose and Janice. It's like, no, no, no way we're going in there. We've lost two of us. That's enough. <laughs> Guys, imagine if this had been the first found footage film. 
Not, yeah. It would have been Blair great. Witch. This is this was the first one. This is real. No, this is <laughs> this this show is every single episode wants to be the Blair Witch Project, but it <laughs> it doesn't even it doesn't even come close at all. The weird thing about this show is that it's like reenactments of stuff that never happened, which is it feels really <laughs> weird. But sure. it's interspersed with Lauren Coleman of Lauren Coleman. It's actual Lauren Coleman that coming is, in to tell you the history. <laughs> that part that's is the most incredible part. That's what makes it like yes. watchable. Is that is the fact Absolutely. that they splice those clips in there. But the reenactment parts are oof. They are and it, that's it helps. Rough. It helps for what we are trying to do, which is to show how threatening this creature possibly could be <laughs> if it exists. And this is the only way to convey that is to have these really hot girls all out there, and you don't want to lose any of them, but you're losing a couple at a time. So no, let's no, get man. into With the all tape. That screaming, I was happy for them to be lost. Like I just, I just wanted to rip sh- these headphones off. The shrieking, the yes. shrieking. <laughs> Please let it end. Gone from the highs to the lows. That girl was a champion who got the phone back. It didn't even break. It was the best made phone ever. Survived in a lake. No and, uh But now she's gone. And. uh the, the birthday girl. The birthday girl's still around, and the surviving friends who were with her, the other two, they retreat to the car to make their getaway. But when you know it, the keys are back at the campsite. That part was very cliche movie. <laughs> and the, now the creature is able to walk on land, and he is attracted to the lights in the car, and he attacks their vehicle. It gets really chaotic and incomprehensible. But I did like this line from Laura during all the chaos. Get in the back! Get in the back! I'm not dying on my birthday! I'm not dying on my birthday! This chick is still just worried about her birthday being ruined, not her dead friends, not even her life. She's like, oh no, then my birthday is not going down like this. No. Happy death day. Wasn't that a movie? Oh. I am not dying on my birthday. That's one of my favorite quotes. I think uh, I've ever that, heard anybody say on the show. Yeah, that's. Um, I am not going to have a weird looking alligator otter on my grave on my birthday. <laughs> Never worst birthday ever. Look, she set it up herself. Like you go to a lake, you go somewhere secluded, and you even said, l- luckily, somebody did bring their cell phone, and somehow it survived all the wreckage. You say no cell phones, everybody. You're setting yourself up for a horror movie. So that's what you get. That's what they got. And you hear it just turns into complete chaos. I had to play the <laughs> it's my birthday still lies. Like, OK, we know we know like that's not that's not the issue here right now. This is life or death. Damn, well, once once this chaos subsides, here is the final body count. Miraculously, Erica Jameson was able to survive the attack. Mary Ellen Stewart was not as lucky. After hearing their story, Authorities returned to the scene. They located the abandoned vehicle where the girls had left it, but Mary Ellen's body was nowhere to be found. Though the lake was dragged, the bodies of Rose Peters and Jan Hollis were never recovered, and their deaths remain a mystery. Three ladies dead, but at least the main girl, she didn't have to die on her birthday. It's a Thank little God. bit of a silver lining. <laughs> Thank God. That was her the Bear Lake present. monster recognizes the rule. You can't kill someone on their birthday. That's just, <laughs> that's cryptozoology. Yeah, yeah one special girl, and he puts immunity <laughs> on her and kills the other ones. I'm going to ruin her birthday, but I'm not going to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> they have to put in, the, they drag the entire lake. It's like, we know, we know how old and deep this lake is. There's no way this, this thing goes all the way to Scotland. You're telling me <laughs> it just, there's probably some weird bodies showing up in Scotland. They don't know. Ask the children's author, Kelly. 
Kelly Steele. <laughs> Every time they say something on this show, in my mind, I just like, there's a voice that's just like, no, you didn't. Like, <laughs> like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. We Every time the that they say no, something, it's like, no, no you didn't. Maybe Lost Tapes is not the best. This is just to, you know, show the possibility of how scary this is. But the Bear Lake Monster of the Water Demon is a very dangerous creature to pursue. And luckily, one man is brave enough in the real world. This isn't fake. Okay, Rob. There's one man, he is brave enough to enter this demon-infested lake in the dead of night. <laughs> Paranormal hunter and son of heavy metal legend Ozzy, Jack Osborne. He right. has been there. In the premiere episode of the program Haunted Highways, he went in search of this dangerous animal. And why is the first episode of Haunted Highways about a lake monster? We don't know. <laughs> Just go with it. Haunted Lake Highway once. Jack Osborne, he is in full monster hunter mode in this, going so far as to don scuba gear and dive into the waters of Bear Lake looking for underwater caves that may be home to the water demon. I think I found the caves. This is it. If the Bear Lake beast is real, it could nest here. Radio reception might not work. Be careful. Nothing unusual so far. Jack, are you by the boat? I'm nowhere near the boat. There's a pretty large figure on the sonar. I'm gonna do a thermal scan of the lake. I think I just saw something. I think I just saw something break the surface. I'm on the way back to the boat. Hurry, Jack. What? It's been 10 minutes now. Still haven't heard from him. I'm getting really, really worried. Thank freaking God. You are not going to believe what I got on the thermal. We've got to send this to Bryce as soon as we get back to land. Hopefully we can see what we got in the morning. And it was hard to hear him, but he found a bone. I know. Oh, no. I know I tease Jack Osborne occasionally on this show, but he really is out there doing the work in the paranormal field. He had scuba gear on. You could tell <laughs> by the British accent. It was him. He was down there in <laughs> Bear Lake. Yeah, honestly, I, I've come. I am a fan of Jack Osborne. Like his shows are, they're they're less annoying than Zach Bagan's shows. Like he's not as just like huge and what's the word I'm looking like? Not uh, yet. Like, he's not as theatrical. Not yet. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's not dramatic. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's not, doing hard hitting journalism, you guys. I think <laughs> honestly, I think he looks up to Zach Beckins, probably. probably. He seems like seems like he kind of wants to be Zach. Like he he really wants to be in involved in the paranormal. I'll say he's world, a better you know? presented version of him though, because they he can just, bring him on to ghost adventures. He's just more yeah, likable. I feel like cool. I'd watch that. Part of it is like we kind of grew up with this kid. Everybody like watched watched the Osbournes when they were younger, at least oh, saw some yourself, of those episodes. Man. You didn't see any, yeah. never watched any of the Osbournes when you were a kid? I mean, maybe like an episode, but I wouldn't funny. say it was all a, of his career. I mean, I didn't follow his career. I wasn't like, I didn't have any posters is, of Jack Osborne up in my bedroom or sure? anything. I think but you just did. I thought he was funny. I thought it was, it was, it was fun to see no, the yeah, kid like grow I said, up. I'm a, I'm a fan of him. When I saw him pop up in the paranormal world, I remember being like, interesting. This was... This was yeah. his first foray into that. This was from like like 2013. This is haunted highways or haunted waterways. And I don't know why <laughs> they chose a water thing for the first one. I mean, also his show, it, it could be faker than Lost Tapes. 
for all we know. But it's the way it's presented. Maybe they're tricking us. But he actually went and scuba dived into this bear lake. He's looking for caves that this thing's hiding in. And Jack's investigation, like I said, he found a mysterious bone in one of these underwater caves. And his partner on the boat found a large sonar reading that was coming from underneath the boat. Let's hear the final verdict from Jack Osborne. What conclusion did his researcher Bryce come to? He said it could have been some type of thermal spring at the bottom of the lake releasing warm water. There are thermal springs under the lake, supposedly. And what about the bone you found? Well, the bone is really quite interesting. Bryce suggested that it was either a cow or a deer bone. He says there's one of two ways that it could have ended up in that cave. The first being an animal tried to swim across the lake and it drowned and flowed to the bottom of the lake, body decomposed, the current moved the bones around and one ended up in that cave at the bottom of the lake. The second being the most intriguing, which is some kind of creature took the animal from the shore and dragged it down into this cave, much like a crocodile would do. (laughs) This was my first time investigating a lake cryptid and I must say I was not disappointed. Is the Bear Lake monster real? I can't say no, but is there definitely something strange going on in Bear Lake? I think I'm gonna have to say yes. Yeah, that thing snatched a cow. I'm on board. It got a cow or a deer, it pulled it down there, and Jack Osborne's getting to the bottom of it. (laughs) Yeah, see, and that, the way he delivered it, that's what I'm talking about, where I appreciate it, where it's like, we can't say that there's not something down here in this lake. He's like, you know, I gotta say, there's something going on. This is Park Lakes Monsters, his first taste yeah. of the water, right? He's getting his sea legs. No, no, it's, it's a good thing. It's like, I like that it's just a very kind of normal, casual delivery. You know, he's not all dramatic and hyped up. Well, I, you know why I think he found it there? I'm pretty sure it's because he was in the bone zone. <laughs> he was in the bone zone. He got to the bone zone. He found it. All right. There's the bone zone in Utah. Good. Yeah, great pull there. All right. So I gotta ask you, Aaron, uh, Aaron, what are your thoughts on this water demon of Bear Lake? Think this is a tough monster to go up against i am all here for this one i actually want to go to bear lake utah now and check it out myself all right and should i've presented the case for both sides of this (laughs) both sides of these lake dwelling horrors i can ask you drea who's got the advantage in this fight you talk about the dorku or the bear lake water demon think of them going together how do you picture this going down well this guy's definitely seems to have the stealth aspect you know like the other guy just goes straight up and starts like gnawing on someone's head. And this one, you just you get crunched before you even realize what's happening. And this so. thing's fast, too, like a locomotive, they said. He's like yeah. Superman <laughs> speed coming at you. But he is just an otter. feel has like hands he can use a little bit more. This thing has just like weird flippers. He might, you know, might be able to strangle. Him. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Rob? How's this fight going down? Well, the one ate a horse. So. If it ate a horse, it could probably eat a really big otter. So I'm thinking that the Bear Lake monster is the the water devil has this one over the giant otter creature from Ireland. I'm sorry. I don't know. The Dorku killed that lady. She's on, he's on her grave. He's got a cross. He's a king. He's a literal mythical a king, king Tulpa monster. He probably has powers yeah. we don't even know about. You know, those are oh, those are old powers. They don't carry on anymore. Kingdoms don't exist anymore. Like really? I don't know, man. I just don't know. I this thing, this other the Bear Lake monster is ferocious. This thing is not something you fuck with. So, do you think any tombstones up there in Utah have the Bear Lake monster on it? Probably <laughs> a horse grave like for sure. <laughs> There's a couple of horse decide. graves that have it. Maybe a cow <laughs> one now. So I want to hear your take. How do you think this is going to go down, Aaron? These two going head to head. Oh, Bear Lake Monster takes the fight. 
I mean, we know we know that it's got a body count higher than the uh, than the Dorbaku or whatever it is. Good pronunciation. Or Dorku, right? The Dorku. Dorbaku. Dorbaku. Also, it's cool too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, it's great to hear that. And I think I'm pulling for Dorku in this. I think Dorku has the power. He's got the mythical behind him. He's possibly a tulpa. He's got an Irish Omi Island where you get stuck on there. It's a tidal island. Very creepy. Bear Lake, Utah. I don't know. But but also, wait, that thing can go transport to Scotland. So he could probably get <laughs> to Ireland. If he can get there, he can maybe yeah. get, this fight might actually happen. This could happen. <laughs> but, but this is not up to us who wins this. The listeners, you guys will have your say. Just go to unbeliverspodcast.com to vote in this week's poll. Who would win the Lake Monster, Mash and Bass? Bash, Bass, whatever. <laughs> Fish on the brain. Is there too much water stuff fishy. going on? You're feeling fishy right now. Uh, is it the old Dorku, <laughs> the Dovarku, or is it the water demon from Bear Lake? Be sure to vote and let us know. And now, time to abandon ship. Ireland. <laughs> Man, I get so worked up when I'm trying to pit these monsters against each other. Oh, so uh, that was a lot of fun, and I hope we get a lot of votes in there. I'm, I'm anxious to hear what the unbelievers think of this, of what, what, where, how this goes down. This is much different from the winged weirdies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there are fewer variables. I think the winged weirdies had a lot more kind of. They they had better descriptions and they had other like aspects to them. These things are both so much in the water that there's like fewer incidences reported. So we're that just limited. guessing what these things look They're like. huge. It limits it. When you're fighting in the water, there's not as much you can do. You can't fly or throw trees on each other or stop a car from working. But they have some different powers. They both are kind of alligators almost. It's just like two alligators getting pissed at each other. I will say this episode made me want to go to Ireland more than ever. I already did kind of want to go to Ireland, but now I really want to go to Ireland because it just seems like there's so much magical shit there. It's like there's like they got fairies going on over there. They got these lake monsters. They got leprechauns. They got. All this crazy shit that we don't have <laughs> over here. Still hung up the on the leprechauns. Yeah, come and on. You have to do a leprechaun episode. There you just go, for Rob. That, there you go. There you go. And, Ro- and Rob, you guys, can, you guys can get a Nobel Prize if you just go into a body of water. If get the thing bites on. you on the head, you just go out and take a picture, and you've discovered Doku, Dorku. Dover-ku. You're gonna have so much glory and fame thrust in your face. That would be cool. Imagine if I just went there and then you'd like last thing <laughs> you, you ever heard from it. was I went looking for the beast, and then you're like, we never heard from Rob again. I became. Like a story that we that would talk about guy. on the show. Like, yeah. there'll be lost tapes about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even want, know what we're uh, no, doing. Hold point. on. <laughs> There's a lot I would say about a lot of people, but I don't want to ever see anyone, friend or enemy, on a lost tape. So I know where that's going. <laughs> they'll tell me in the beginning. The person you you're about me? to watch is going to die in the next 15 minutes. Oh. Stay tuned. It's, like, it's okay, in the name. Yeah. It's in the name. These tapes got lost somehow. So somebody Four got reasons. fucked up. They by should something. be called sound tapes. Just go Blue on your right. birthday. There's some rule against dying on your birthday. It's very that's offensive true. to to that's if your friends die on your birthday. That that's just your own luck. That's yeah. your birthday present from them. Their life. <laughs> but let's go into a different segment now. Five star reviews. Five 
five-star reviews is a segment of the program. We read five-star reviews from the Apple Podcast. Well, actually, we don't read them. Rob's robot friend, Samantha. Samantha, are you in the house? Hey there, non-aquatic apes. Oh, okay. Hello. That's the nicest Hello. thing she's ever said to us. <laughs> I don't think I've introduced before, but Aaron, Samantha, Samantha, Aaron. You get Hello, Samantha. Each other. Hi there, Mr. Shilb. Ah, uh, hello, Samantha. It's oh, a pleasure so, to she, meet you. She's never been that courteous to us, Mr. Shill. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I know, I'm fancy, She's bitch. treating him with respect. Well, I mean, you're not gonna, you guys aren't going to ask her how she's doing. Because <laughs> I don't care I am wondering, doing. I am wondering. Samantha, how have you been? It's been so long since you've been on. Uh, what's going on with you? I'm fantastic. That's See? great that's to why, hear. That's why we don't ask. Short, sweet, to the point. It sounds so veiledly, I don't know, sinister. I don't think, think so. Because it's like sarcastic. Like she's like, I think she's I'm doing great. I'm like she's mad at us now because you didn't ask her before. So I might as well just get right into this. Sure, sure. She does She does definitely mirror the characteristics of her creator and owner and friend, Rob. <laughs> Always a little bit of sinister Rob uh, rubs off and the people. underbelly. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So let's get into the. We got some five star reviews. We haven't done this in a while. If you want to hear Samantha read some great passive aggressive five star reviews for you, go to Apple. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts to do that. But let, you got some for us. Let's hear the first one. Sure. Uh, I think the first one is from Munjner, M U N G N R. Samantha, take it away. I stumbled across the Unbelievers podcast a little over a year ago while looking for something new to listen to. I was tired of the political BS podcasts and this show totally fits the bill. My introduction began with the Pascagoula abduction episode 36, and I was hooked. It only took a couple of shows to get up to speed with the format and nuances jargon so picking it up midway through season 1 was not a problem, and I binged the old episodes during the break between season 1 and season 2. Ross, Drea, and Rob, and sometimes Jude are excellent, entertaining <laughs> hosts who provide the perfect mix of examination and humor to some of the most interesting and outlandish paranormal topics. I am amazed how they keep finding shows and topics to discuss. If you want to be entertained and forget about what is happening in this crazy world, give this show a listen. I guarantee you'll keep coming back every week to continue to learn to unlearn everything you knew, Obi-Han Kenobi. <laughs> What was You'll that, definitely so be haunting me. <laughs> that was very nice. Thank you so much for that great review. That's yeah, amazingly they, they nice. jumped on. They jumped on with the Basketgoola episode, and I I would understand. You know, someone new jumping on the show, getting through the like they said the jargon, the references, the clips. It takes a little while. We are are, are based on a show that went on for almost seven years. We are just continuing a legacy, so it is hard to break through some of that. I think after a while, you kind of figure it out. <laughs> and yeah, thanks so much for that. And that that makes us feel really good. We do like to be that distraction. We don't. We're definitely not focused in the real world, nor have we ever been or will be. It's the fact therapy that we have... for us too. Yeah, like it's it's a good way for us to escape the craziness out there. So yeah, appreciate that people can uh, also appreciate that. Hell yeah. I we need to think about Hellier. lake monsters Hellier. going through giant holes in the earth to fight each other. That's more important. <laughs> Whatever else is going on. Do you have any more, Rob? Yeah, we have. Uh, we actually have two more. Um, this next one is uh, from our buddy, I believe, uh, on Apple Podcasts here. It says Nick Air. So I'm thinking this is our buddy Nicholas Aristavi. Um, mm. Certainly. Let's, uh, let's see what Nicholas Aristavi has to say. Take it away, Samantha. SOS sign. Red exclamation mark and question mark. Picture in a frame. Bell. Alarm clock. Plane taking off. Woman weightlifting. Car. Thong sandal. Downwards pointing arrow. 
She. She. Face screaming in fear. Speaking silhouette head. Sorceress with a staff. Non. Binary sorcerer with a staff. White cane. Peanuts. Chestnut. Jeans. Ghost. Eggplant. Water droplets. I get some of these. Smiling face with sunglasses. Water droplets. Water droplet. Wait. Oh, Blueberries. Speaker outputting high volume. Huckleberries? Person surfing. Mm. Caterpillar. <laughs> okay, okay. The, the caterpillar it feels like the beginning of, of the Winter Soldier getting ready to get kicked oh, on. No, I feel like it just got activated. I love that it said non-binary magician. That was fantastic. That was amazing. That was a sorcerer, a non-binary sorcerer. <laughs> non-binary which, I sorcerer. Guess, that was fantastic. Maybe it's the. Them. Maybe it should be the mascot of the show. Is a non-binary. Everyone could be a sorcerer. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be bound to any so much belief. sorcery. You, you can do whatever sorcery you want, pull whatever you want. Thank you, Nicholas Aristavi. Nicholas Aristavi. Back a bowl of sorcery great, right now. Oh. Great supporter. Just came on this year. Kind of was an old school believer. Came on. He, he's, he's one of the people who realized when we hit 100 episodes, go, is, I guess this might be a real show, which I was surprised <laughs> it happened when we hit 100 episodes that the actual, a little bit of extra attention you get. But thanks so much. And thanks for that great old school, bringing the emojis in, things we've never heard, because these emojis are getting changed all the time. Teardrop. Hearing... Teardrop. Sheep. Oh. Sheep. <laughs> I wasn't so sure what was going on with that, but when I hear water drop emoji, that's water just, drop yeah, emoji. everything's getting wet. And that's, I think that's always a good thing. What about I the wetness? Like... At least 40% of the things we talk about, it's something is getting wet, especially in the last few weeks, mermaids and water monsters, La Llorona, uh, the, the wet pizza people, all Last that. Last pizza. Thank you for that, Nicholas Aristavi. Rob, you said you got what? Well, Rob, I'm sorry, not Rob. Samantha, you have one more for us. Yes, I think Let's she hear, has. Please. She's got one more from someone named Apathetic Abernathy. And uh, hmm. they said, great show. Um, let's check it out here. Take it away, Samantha. Great show. Give a listen if you like paranormal, cryptozoological, otherworldly, for tea and content by funny hosts. Come for the creatures. Stay for the sound clips. There you go. <laughs> All right, I'll take you it. Them. Yeah, Come stay for the creatures. Stay for the sound clip, stay for the robot, stay for Aaron coming on, which I'm always happy <laughs> to have you on, man. You've done so much great music for the show and stuff. Just having you here, it's always like you're like you're like the king of the otters to me. You're a little you're a bit Aww. of a royalty to me. Wow, that that's a that, that's quite that's, the thing. I feel like I feel like a champion now. The true king of the otters. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. Yeah, Samantha is quick to join in the praise. I mean, you're lucky. At least Samantha's nice to you. And she's great. If we, and I want to hear more from her. So please, not even to give us, you know, a little bit more exposure and to bump up our numbers, but just to hear Samantha come back. And have a lot of fun with us. Go leave some five-star reviews for us. And go leave some five-star reviews for uh, Aaron's show, Nashville Tour Stop, too. But that's it for five-star reviews. Bye, y'all. Okay, bye. Bye, Samantha. <laughs> bye, y'all is something I would say. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler Ogilvie. All right, I'll see you next week. We, we might do the segment next week. Just come back. We need more five-star reviews to, like, to do the segment the again. Reviews, really. So leave us some five-star reviews and we'll be able to do the segment again. Please. Yeah, and We're I, not I don't honestly forget about this segment. When I heard that music, I completely forgot. I honestly thought Aaron had done one of the drops for five-star. No, I was like, oh, no, no. This is the French horn professor Tyler Ogilvie version. Right. Tyler Ogilvie yes. still out there somewhere. He's really the only person besides you, Aaron, that had a drop on there. But we have time for one more segment, and it's everyone's third favorite segment. What is it, Aaron? 
poll result. This week's poll, what are mermaids? And the choices were aquatic apes, myths of folklore, manatee slash seals, or other. I'm going to ask you, Dre Omora, what do you think the unbelievers said? I have a feeling they're going to have said, they're going to have said aquatic apes. Aquatic apes. What about you, Aaron? Aquatic apes, myths of folklore, or manatee slash seals? Myths of folklore. All right. How about you, Rob? Um, just because of how thick they are, I'm saying it's, it's manatees probably because uh, they said that they're real thick. thick you know? <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, Aaron and Rob with tied for 7.69% of the votes. <laughs> Manatee seal slash miss of folklore. Zero votes for Damn. aquatic apes. No one's buying aquatic wow. apes. Damn. Sorry, Drea. Good. You know but- what? Good. Cause those were ugly. But of course, there are others. What are mermaids? Fish friends with benefits. Signed, Trash Baby. Yes, Trash Baby. Fish friends with benefits. What are mermaids? That SOS PP Warren. Signed, Sticky Plate Guy. Wait, PP Warren is mermaids? What are you talking about, Sticky Plate Guy? What are mermaids? Ugly motherfuckers and shit. True. Signed Harley Warren. Okay, Harley Warren. At least we got a sound clip in there. Half human, half like fucking ugly motherfuckers. And <laughs> shit. <laughs> if you watch that show and sell that video on Instagram, yes, they that is pretty accurate. Thank you, Harley Warren. What are mermaids? Mermaids have me busting, 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 busting. Signed. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks coming back in. <laughs> All right. Tom, thank you, Tom Hanks. Thank you. I think he actually got them all in. I didn't realize you could fit nice. that much in our poll. Thank oh, you, I Tom Hanks. You can fit a lot in, in that poll, yeah. What are mermaids? I sat upon a promontory and heard a mermaid on a dolphin's back uttering such dulcet and harmonious breath. Signed, Billy Shakespeare. Thank you. Is that a Billy Shakespeare. <laughs> Bringing it back. Okay. Getting a little more literate on here. Thank you, Billy Shakespeare. I like the dedication to the bit. That I do great. love the dedication. What are mermaids? Bloops? Blowholes? Melons? What is this? Some kind of merporn? Signed. <laughs> Triad Emergency. I think we have a couple of new sound clips for this, don't we? Is we, we have something bloops. Oh, this is the actual bloop, not someone saying it. All right. It, but, it does sound pretty sexy, though. That had made the bloop. There we go. And what about blowholes? That was the secret one. It wasn't a blowhole. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Triad Emergency. What are mermaids? Is that a hole? Better stick my finger in it. Signed, long time boner, first time yogurt. All right. Referencing referencing that. Well, there is stuff for that. And I'm saying, is that a head? Is that a hole? No, it's a hole. So you better stick your fingers in it. Thank you. Thank you. Long time, long time boner. First time yogurt. What are mermaids? An old salty Swedish sea dog. Oh, you didn't sign off. Oh, come on. Sign off, man. Tragedy. So much room. That guy wrote busted like 30 times. He could fit a name. Trust me. 
What are mermaids? I had something prepared for the top half, bottom half question. Suck it up! Something big under the water. <laughs> Sign the, <laughs> the wombat preservationist. Yeah, we didn't use the... Would you, would you want the top half, bottom half? But uh, we'll still give you the... Suck it up, you son of a bitch strapper. Suck it up! <laughs> <laughs> and... There's that thing. We couldn't figure out what it was. What is it? A fish. Right. Which is something large under the water. Thank you. That was it. Thank, Thank you. you, Wombat Preservationist. What are mermaids? <laughs> Grab your big boy pants and credit card. Then come <laughs> find me at the docks and check out my melon. I'll give you a pearl necklace. Signed, mm. The Machinist. Oh, right. bring it back to the Queen Mary <laughs> with... Make sure you... Bring your big boy pants and your credit card. Because you're going to get a pearl necklace and your melon. That sounds valuable. <laughs> Thank you so much, Machinist. What are mermaids? Mermaids, like the sirens, are aliens. They're Crescent's friends, and they have bowls ready for seamen to ejaculate into. Nice, nice. Signed, Blue Box <laughs> UFO. Oh, no. Bringing it back to bowl results. We went to this room. There was this bowl on this table. And I was supposed to ejaculate into the bow. Into the bow. It's come <laughs> back to normal levels of bull comments. Thank you so much, Blue Box UFO. What are mermaids? Oh, you can't see them from satellites, so they're just another breed of jellyfish. But they taste like fish. Signed, Mothman Mother. Good one, Mothman Mother. Wait, where can't you see them from? Jellyfish. Oh, jellyfish. Uh. We cannot see the jellyfish from satellites. Mm. So. <laughs> they taste like something. <laughs> what are they supposed to taste like? It tastes like fish. There it Thank is. Thank you, Mothman <laughs> Mother. What are mermaids? If I bloop to the little mermaid, I get in trouble. If I bloop to Aquaman, my wife joins in. Signed. <laughs> <laughs> K-Mill! Oh, K-Mill! K-Mill! You naughty, naughty man! Oh. Thank you, K-Mill! Do we have a bloop thing? We got something bloop for him. I'll bloop him. Here you go. This was the animal that had made the bloop. That's the bloop group, alright. Thank you, Rob! Animal. He is an animal. <laughs> Thank you, K-Mill! What are mermaids? Forget mermaids! If she's not half magical purple woman, half octopus, I didn't even need to know her name. Signed, Marco DePiste. I oh, think Marco DePiste, he's talking about, what's his name? Ursula? Is it Ursula? Oh, the yeah, little yeah, mermaid? The witch. Magical half purple human, woman. Half human, half animal hybrids. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, there you go. David Willicock popping in for Marco DePiste. Thank you, Marco DePiste. What are mermaids? Why do mermaids wear seashells? Because B shells are too small and D shells are too big. Signed, who's B? That's a that, good point, okay, Hose B. Uh, that uh, kind of makes sense. God damn. That it, is pretty good, Hose B. Good stuff. That there. is the most sense we've heard of all <laughs> the I like stuff. A good shell bra joke. Um, you know I wanted to hear about shell bras. <laughs> he brought up shell bras from again. Rob, but you chose the right joke to, yeah. to be a fan of. You hit the shell spot. bra jokes are rarer than mermaids themselves. <laughs> Great job, Hose B. <laughs> what are mermaids? They're pieces of poop that become sentient. Signed, Fruit <laughs> Diet Buccaneer. I have no idea what you have for this. <laughs> oh shit. This is me. I'm wiggling my fingers. Oh shit. Look at me. <laughs> Great job. Oh my God. Fruit Diet Buccaneer for triggering that response. 
What are mermaids? Ask Tom Hanks. He hooked up with one. I mean, what what happened? Can there be floating <laughs> lanterns under the sea? Yeah, you know it. Signed, who, Drea? Who's that? That's a Unbeliever Carol. Carol. That's a Carol. <laughs> it's 100% a Carol. Tom Hanks getting a lot of love for Splash. Let's hear it. That's a floating lantern. You're not getting away from me. Get a run underwater after Yeah, that. but he hooked up with the mermaid, and, and, and Carol's all like... What, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> she don't know. Thank you, Overliever Carol. <laughs> Amazing as always. What are mermaids? OG Wops signed Ethel Mer <laughs> signed Ethel Merman. Ethel Merman. Oh my God, that was good on so many levels. <laughs> that is so simple and to the point. Great one, Ethel Merman. <laughs> what are mermaids? In Russ's best Tom Waits impression. They're in water, honey. <laughs> I'm the million dollar hobo. Signed, Pants Filler. Thank you, Pants Filler. I gotta work on my Tom Waits. They're in water, honey. Well, you know, very close to, very close to. This Sylvia sounds Brown. exactly like him, actually. I'm yeah. kind of impressed. All right. That. Well, thank you to the guy who's always be throwing up and filling my pants. And we've got a couple more. What are mermaids? My ex-girlfriend was a mermaid. When she left, she put rocks in her pockets and dived into the ocean. Signed, Voodoo. Oh, Voodoo. Voodoo. That's dark. not sad. Really that's dark not, and weird. Okay. That got, yeah, that's pretty dark. <laughs> Sorry for your loss, Voodoo. And finally, for this evening, what are mermaids? They're freaking sexy. That's what they are. Signed, Susie Cream Cheese. Ooh, and Susie. Yes. What's up, Susie? Final correct. one for this evening. From the old days. Susie's always around. Thank you so much to everyone. Man, this is this is going to be one of the hardest ones of this year. Seriously. I don't even know. So I got to go through it, and you guys pay attention. So here we go. What are mermaids? We had Trash Baby with a Fishy Friends with Benefits. Uh, we had Sticky Plate Guy with that SOS PP Warren. We had Harley Warren with Ugly Motherfuckers and Shit. We had Tom Hanks with Mermaids at Me Bustin' 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 a bunch of times. We have uh, Billy Shakespeare with I sat upon a promontory and heard a mermaid on a dolphin's back uttering such dulcet and harmonious breath. We had uh, Triad Emergency with Bloops, Blowholes, Melons. What is this? Some kind of merporn? We had Longtime Boner, First Time Yogurt with is that a hole? Better stick my finger in it. <laughs> we had the Wombat Preservationist. I had something prepared for the top half, bottom half questions. Suck it up. Something big under the water. And we, <laughs> we had the Machinist with grab your big boy pants and credit card. Then come find me down at the docks and check out my melon. I'll give you a pearl necklace. <laughs> we had Blue Box UFO with mermaids like sirens or aliens. They're Crescent's friends and they have bowls ready for seamen to ejaculate into. We had Green Finhawk with they are large and living under the water and occasionally they surface to have sex with Tom Hanks. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? How does that happen? Splash. We had Mothman <laughs> Mother with you can't see them from satellite, so they're just another breed of jellyfish, but they taste like fish. You had Kay Mill with, if I bloop to Little Mermaid, I get in trouble. If I bloop to Aquaman, my wife joins in. <laughs> we had Marco the Beast with, forget mermaids. If she's not half magical purple woman, half octopus, I don't even need to know her name. We had Hose B with, why do mermaids wear seashells? Because B shells are too small and D shells are too big. <laughs> you had the fruit diet buccaneer. They're pieces of poop that become sentient. You had Unbeliever Carol with, 
ask Tom Hanks. He hooked up with one. I mean, what would happen? Could there be floating lanterns under the sea? We had Ethel Merman with OG Wops. We had Pants Filler with They're in the Water, Honey. That's the Tom Waits uh, one. We had we had voodooed with my ex-girlfriend was a mermaid. When she left, she put rocks in her pocket and dived into the ocean. And finally, we had Susie Cream Cheese <laughs> with They're Freaking <laughs> Sexy. That's what they are. I'm going to ask you, Aaron Shilb, who do you think won this week's poll results? B-cells, shells, seashells by the seashore. Sh- <laughs> by the D-cup shore. He's going with the bra joke. I like that. The shell bra okay, joke. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's a very good one from Hose B. How about you, Drea Mora? Who do you think won this week's poll? Oh, loved Kay Mills, but so incriminating. I have, I have to give it the <laughs> cleverness points. OG Wobs by Ethel Merman. That's the other top one. And before I ask you, Rob, I want you to have Soundboard 5 uh, ready. This is going to be the new thing. Once I announce them as a winner, I want you to play this new clip for them. This is a new nice. thing. So, nice. Rob, who do you think won this week's poll? I got to give it to Hose B, man. That, sh- that shell bra joke. It made me laugh. It was good. It was very well done. It was man. good. There's a great. Comes, there's a bunch of really funny ones this week, but I, I got a lot it of really funny ones. And man, it comes down to me. All right, Ethel Merman, you're definitely the 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 runner up. But congratulations, Hose B with <laughs> why do mermaids wear seashells? Because B shells are too small and D shells are too big. Congratulations, uh, you just won this week's poll results, and you get this sound. Ah, it's a bunch of mermaids. That's what that sound is. That's exactly. <laughs> and that's what it, it is. for this week's pearl results. Pearl results. Well, we come to the end of this week's program. Before we go, Drea Mora, do you have anything you'd like to say or plug? Um, yeah. Again, I guess just spirits and spirits pod at um on Instagram at Ghost Drinkers on Twitter. We are starting up a merch store and we're getting a Patreon ready. So that's something I think. Excellent, excellent. Always check out Spirits and Spirits. Great show. Should be listening. Thanks. And what about you, Rob Oki? Uh, just check out our Patreon, the Unbelievers Podcast on Patreon. We have a bunch of exclusive bonus content up on there and you can check out my instagram at rob oki and you can check out oki audio on instagram if you want to see any of the other shows that i'm working on right now so right, many shows and finally and finally aaron Schild, do you have anything you like to say or plug yeah check out my podcast nashville tour stop uh, i was talking to rob a little bit ago about how the episodes where we don't cover topics we just shoot the shit and get drunk actually do better so listen to <laughs> us get drunk on the mic and talk about nothing and uh if you want to follow us uh, check nashville tour stop out on instagram and you can follow me if you want to watch the stupid shit i do uh, at the aaron shilb on instagram that's that's where i do most all of my stuff these days and check out Aaron's stuff. And, and Nashville Tour Stop, this is not just a podcast. This is Aaron's business that he runs. He yeah. runs a live, a regular live show in Nashville of all kind of great, different musical acts. And it has to be, this last year is the complete nightmare scenario for a guy like you who is cutting his teeth, getting getting his name out there and running a great show. How has it been? Because I know you guys have come back to start to do live shows. How has that been so far? So it's actually really great because live music never really died here. So it's it sucks knowing that I'm probably part of the reason why this never got much better here in town. <laughs> but our first live show back was like May 31st of 2020. So it was before oh, wow. shit hit the fan even harder. And uh, 
at least at this point, now we're doing three live events a week. We have pop-up shows. We're getting ready to work with uh, Old Red, which is Blake Shelton's bar chain. So we got a whole bunch of stuff in the works. Uh, I think Kimmy Beepop from the old days lives in Nashville now. So if she's Hello. listening to this, uh, Kimmy, let's meet up. Yeah, anybody Kimmy, get out there. <laughs> anybody who goes to Nashville needs to go check out the Nashville tour stop and check out Aaron Hell show yeah. while you're out yeah, there. Yeah, it is uh, on my list. I'll hook you up sure. with some free booze. I know how to do that. Tell oh, him you're yeah. an unbeliever and he'll hook you up. I've had people <laughs> hook sure. me up with booze, man. I showed my uh, ID to a bouncer once. He goes, are you that guy from the Unbeliever podcast? I'm like, <gasps> are you yeah. kidding? I had no idea who he was. What? He was a bouncer, yeah. though. So someone listens. It's not me. That's awesome. He knows that he lo- I know Kevin has been down there to hang out with you. I remember he yep. went there with his dad a while ago. Oh, so it's man, good to that's see- awesome. It's good to see things getting back to normal in our world. People going out, seeing other people, hearing that live music. Can't wait to see Mothman Fest and all this stuff goes off this year. So that's all I'm going to plug is maybe I'll plug the world getting better. <laughs> this is podcast host today. Ordrea Mora, Aaron Schilb, and me, Russ Ryan. Our producer and soundboard engineer is Rob Oakey. You can go get our tarot cards at unbelievablepodcast.com. You can join our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash unbelieverspodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at unbelieverspod and Instagram at unbelieverspodcast. Our Facebook group is the Unbelievable Podcast Network. Check out our merch store at TeePublic. There is a link in the description. Lots of great stuff there. And thank you so much to our patrons, Sandy and Deborah Foles, Chad Buta, Chris Stroker, Jeffrey Hartsnarf, Luis Beyond, Scott E, 8-Bit Melody, Jenny Dyer, Christopher Balderama, David Egglehoff, Pam Z, JT Franklin, Vic Fox, Little BB, Dr. Ortega, Tyler Ventura, Adam Devorak, Corrupted Mass, Michael Phillips, Rory Axel, Carol Valley, Manny MQ Ultra, CJP, Braden Hit, Raymond Orwell, Todd X, Christopher Panici, The Moon, The Judgy Moon, Mike Henry, who has a podcast coming as part of the Mike Army. I'm sure he's ready to announce that soon. Bryce Cronenberg Jr., Don Bright, Shannon Ferrigno, Tom O'Connell, Mark Braun, Don Advanced, Jenna Stevens, Cat Chaos, Jason Kelly, Mike, Brian Ashton, Michael Armenta, Jackass, Wombat Preservationist. Our music advisor is Pandora3373. Our official composer and theme song creator is the guy here, Unbeliever Aaron, a.k.a. Aaron Schilb. <laughs> our official graphic designer and card maker who designed our logo is Raymond Rowell. Check out his work at P-Raven Creative on Twitter and Project Raven Creative on Instagram. Official Unbeliever without a title is Nicholas Aristabi. Our official Unbeliever Raising Puck Wudgies is Joe Filler. Our official Hawaii Hawaiian Paranormal Investigators Green Finhawk, our official resident Sagittarius is Cosanton, our official Bad Bad is Unbeliever Adam, our official Mothman Enthusiast is Michael Shields, our official Unbelievers Move On Inside Man is Chris DeMarais, our official Unbeliever Peacefully Eating a Hamburger is Michelle Dorham, our official Unbelievers Time Traveler is Taylor Nelson, our official Ghost Hunter is Mio Childs and Ghost Hunter in New England. Our official senior European <laughs> correspondent is K. Mill of the I Don't Know podcast. Our official guardian of the bench is at Krakenstacker. Our official alien bopper is Dunchuck Bop. And this week's Unbeliever Focus is Unbeliever Carol, who won last week's poll results after almost a year-long drought of poll result <laughs> victories. Congratulations, Carol. She told her daughter and her friends all about this notable accomplishment, and all they could say was... <laughs> Champion. Right, good night, Dorco. <laughs> <laughs>